think it's very important what John shares with us at the beginning of the gospel, especially, I know you were all listening, uh, but the intention that it says that Jesus was in, on the Mount of Olives, and it says then that he went to the temple area and began to teach. It's interesting when you get a chance, if you haven't yet been to the Holy Land, you kind of recognize that this is actually a very short distance. Um, the Temple Mount, where the temple was built, was built on a small little hill. There's the Kidron Valley, and on the other side is the Mount of Olives. And it's maybe about a half a mile apart, so very easily, standing on the Mount of Olives, you can see the Temple Mount. Standing at the Temple Mount, you can see the Mount of Olives. We all know that the Garden of Gethsemane was at the foot of the Mount of Olives. So This should direct our minds to what will be coming in a very short two weeks on Holy Thursday. Jesus was with... Peter, James, and John in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Mount of Olives. He was praying there in his prayer, praying that this cup would pass from him, but not as he willed, but as his Father willed. Right? And then very soon after, the soldiers come, they take him, and Jesus is led to the way of the cross. So it's very beautiful that Jesus, even in this moment, is preparing and is teaching us. So we, too, be ready for this moment, Right? Jesus is showing us that through the way of the cross must happen to lead to the resurrection on Easter Sunday. Jesus is also teaching that through suffering and death leads to new life, leads to a new creation. We kind of hear this theme in all three readings today. Israelites, again, are caught in captivity. Captivity to their own sins, captivity by the Babylonians. And Isaiah speaks to them of another and a new exodus. God will save you again. He will give you the water that you thirst for. He will give you freedom. He will give you a new beginning. Even to St. Paul, probably one of the greatest converts of the Christian faith, he speaks all about in the reading today of his own conversion, of his new life, of new creation with Christ. I have left everything behind. I have Christ. What do I need any of that for? I have found what my heart desires and looking for. A new creation, a new beginning, a new life with Christ. And even, too, the woman caught in adultery. She, too, as Jesus says, they do not condemn you, nor do I. Go and sin no more. A new opportunity, a new beginning of life that she has. Not too sure about your own experiences in life, but I was caught, especially as a kid, doing many things wrong. <laughs> uh, remember a few times I knew I was supposed to take my shoes off, especially if they were dirty at the front of the house, but many times lazy to take my shoes off, so I'd try to walk real slow and whatnot so none of the dirt would fall. But of course, there was always a trail, right? Mom caught me. Usually now I had to not just take my shoes off, but also I had to clean the mess up. There was one particular time I remember, too, of uh, doing a particular wrestling moves on my sister that I'd seen on TV. Uh, her crying out because, of course, it, it hurt. My father hearing it, coming into the room, seeing what happened, then attempted to do those same moves on me. <laughs> and, uh, it did hurt. It, it did work. I remember trying to uh, get a new set of golf clubs, so I figured, ah, okay, cool. Don't have a ball or anything, but I'll just practice them swinging in my room, and so quickly thinking I was in a safe space, 
swung my golf club, whacked the fan, broke the lamp. Uh, even particular things, too. Uh, my sister and I were playing in the living room, and we knocked over the lamp. And so quickly, instead of trying to hide it or trying to fix it, so it didn't look like it was broken, but the, <laughs> the lamp cover didn't quite sit straight anymore. And my mother quickly recognized it, and we were caught. So these particular moments, right, resulted in um, confrontation, conversation with my parents. Um, whether I was, they led to a sense of teaching moment. Maybe they led to a place of punishment. Definitely they also led to a place of apology, especially to my sister, right? But also, too, the results of those particular things I learned. I learned how to live in the house, right? I lived what it means to live in the house, what it means to take care of the home. I also learned what activities you do inside, what activities you're supposed to do outside. I also learned, of course, how to treat my sister, how to treat others, right? Um, so many particular things that we can learn from our own sinfulness when we are caught in doing something that we are not supposed to do, right? And even though we might think that these particular sins, many of them that we do in the silence of our own hearts sometimes, or the silence of our own lives, and nobody sees us or hears them, nobody knows the judging that's going on in our head, maybe somebody know, doesn't know the judging that's going on in our head, the jealousy, Envy, pride, lustful thoughts. God knows all of these, right? We're not, per se, hidden. God knows our heart. He knows our movement. And in some sense, he desires for these to come to the light, to be seen. Even, too, are we waiting, in some sense, like this woman caught in adultery? Are we waiting to be caught in our sins? Are we waiting to be condemned by somebody else? Are we waiting to be noticed? Or is there a desire in our own heart to want to bring these things to the Lord, to want to come before him to be forgiven? Very interesting, the Pharisees and the scribes who kind of set up this whole event, and it's even a little disturbing that they were looking for someone who was committing adultery, that they even knew who these particular people were even how far off that they went. They weren't even attentive to their own life and how their own heart was. They were just looking for other people who were in sin to bring them before Jesus and to challenge him. It's interesting that the Pharisees and the scribes, they went away still as sinners. There was no conversion in their heart that day. But the woman who had been condemned went away forgiven went away, in a sense, as a new creation, right? And it's very interesting that noticing our own sins, our own sinfulness and brokenness and what we have done can kind of lead in two different directions in life. One, it can lead to us and our own ego and pride trying to fix our own life and trying to make our own way, trying to solve our own problems. Or it can lead us to Christ, to allow him to make us into a new creation, just as the Israelites, as God desires to bring them again out of slavery to freedom, as St. Paul and his conversion, and this woman caught in adultery. God knows our human condition very well. He knows what we struggle with. He knows what we fall. We know the mistakes. He knows the mistakes we make. And he desires for us to hear those same words. I do not condemn you. Go and sin no more. Become a new creation, a new life. 
St. Paul in his own conversion. Again, what makes this conversion so powerful? Number one is St. Paul recognized whom he had found. He had found what his, his whole life as a Pharisee, his, or his whole life as a, as a Jew, as a zealot, his whole life, uh, what his heart had really been looking for. His heart had been looking for one who loved him as he was, one who did not condemn him, but one who knew of his capabilities and wanted him to truly live out the person that he had been created to be. Paul, St. Paul, recognizing this, recognizes that this is, again, what my heart is long for and leaves behind everything. It becomes a new creation, has a new beginning in its own life. What are you waiting for? If you haven't had the chance to go to confession, if you haven't been to confession in six-plus months, it's time. It's time to come back. It's time to share those particular things that the Lord already knows, but that you should know and to bring to light with him. Allow him to forgive and to wash those away and to become a new creation, to become more like Christ, whom your heart truly longs for, whether you recognize it yet or not. The beautiful opportunity of conversion, a new opportunity of forgiveness, a new beginning. We look at these next few days, the next couple of weeks, as we just in short, two short weeks, we'll be celebrating Easter Sunday morning. I'd just like to kind of set this up in a way that maybe we too are kind of like Jesus in that Garden of Gethsemane. Maybe we too say, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Maybe I don't want to go back to con- Maybe I don't want to go to confession. Maybe I really don't want my life to change. Maybe I really don't want these things to be brought into light. Maybe they're really not that bad. Maybe these sins really aren't hurting anybody. But they're hurting you. <laughs> and that's really the thing that sometimes we miss, especially the sins that we maybe do in the privateness of our own life. Who cares if they're hurting other people? They're hurting you. Do you want them to still stay around? Do you want them still to be there, Right? So this is a tentative, Lord, let this cup pass from me, not as I will, but as you will. Lord, I don't want to suffer. I don't want to make mistakes. I don't want to be judged as you were judged. I don't want to be beaten as you were beaten. I don't want to carry a cross like you have to carry a cross. Lord, I don't want to be crucified on that cross. Lord, I want this cup to pass, but not as you will, not as I will, but as you will. Kind of recognizing that there is no other way but to die and to become a new creation with Christ. So Jesus is ready. He's ready next week as he will be presented um, as the Messiah, the Hosanna, one who we have been waiting for. He will pick up his cross. He will die, and he will rise. He's ready to walk with us on this journey. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gig'em.